The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. If you guys end up seeing me on the on the feed for the post show, or if any clips come up and I'm wearing the same shirt today that yesterday, it's just I wear the same shirt every day at this point. We're in California. Mike D and I and Caitlin are living in a house. It has all the makings of a future sitcom. Um, and I'm just wearing the same clothes because I didn't bring enough clothes and I'm here for two weeks. Do you notice that, Amy, or do you not notice what I wear every day? Nope. 100% noticed. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird, but okay. we, There's not a washer and dryer. We're staying in an Airbnb and there's no washer and dryer in this place. Which what? Is, that's I, bizarre. Right. I didn't even look because I just thought if you're staying at a house, there would be a washer and dryer. And there are no TVs in the bedroom, which is, I mentioned that driving me absolutely crazy. I see you wearing a big puffy jacket today, huh? It's nice. Oh, yeah. You like it? I it's meant re- to tell you, it's really nice. Oh, it's yeah. like the Michelin Man's Evil <laughs> villain. It's puffy. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's a it's it's a puffy jacket, but that's leather. Well, it's vegan, and guess what, guys? Vegan. It's Mike from, can eat it. It's, <laughs> and it's from Abercrombie. <laughs> oh, nice. It doesn't look like a 12-year-old. That's what I'm saying. Where's the AF written Guys, in the back? Yeah. Abercro- it doesn't. It's very discreet. And Ab- I've heard from multiple people, Abercrombie is now marketing to moms. We're fine. Cool. Yeah. Looks like you get in a car wreck and you'd survive, though. How puffy that thing is. <laughs> that I like it. Thanks. No, I, th- I think it looks great. I wish I had one of those. Although, as I look at the temperature here, it's 77 degrees here right Dang, now. Dang, that's nice. What is it where you guys are? Freezing. It's like 40-something. Uh, yeah, yeah, 30s, cold. 20s. It's too cold. Snow. It's dumb. Well, whatever. I'd much rather be home in my own bed with my own dog. Hey, how big is y'all's house? Like, are you guys crammed up? You have, like, two no. bedrooms, three? How big is this house, Mike? It's four bedrooms. Oh, that's great. They're not big bedrooms. And it's not a big house. I would say the house is, like, 1,600 square feet. That's about right. 1,500, 1,600. It's a, it's a nice enough, big enough house for everybody to have their own spot. Although Mike D has like the basement room and he just disappears for like nine hours at a time. <laughs> so you guys don't share a wall? No. Okay. What? Why would we share a wall? No, I'm saying like the rooms, like, you know what I mean? You can hear you and Caitlin in there talking. He's just sitting in his room going, well, this is awkward. And like, hey. No, we have four rooms. <laughs> there are opportunities for everybody to have their own space. Okay, good. But no worst. And you know what I do is I, I run around this little neighborhood that I'm in. I'm staying in. Hmm. Yeah, Ventura Boulevard, dude. What do you got? No, like, what, what, what? what Rodeo Drive. Burbank. It's, Burbank. It's near Burbank. Reseda? But it's also, no, hey, you, Eddie, stop saying t- towns <laughs> okay. I don't know where they are. All right, I'm just doing songs. What's the amusement park we're near? Oh, Universal. So we're staying near Universal, and what I do is I run around the neighborhood and Zillow how much all the houses cost around me. Expensive? Yeah. It's just the property here. Like, it's a normal house that we're in, and this house is like $1.7 million. Wow. And it's a nor- I mean, it's it's on the sm- I would say on the smaller side of houses around here, but in the neighborhood, it's not a it's it's not even a nice neighborhood. So, yeah, it's a different game out here. Everybody's spending more money on crap. All right, let's see. What would I like to bring up first? I have a note here that Amy watched Hillbilly Elegy as well. Amy, you did. Mm. I did, and I have a different opinion than Eddie. Nice. Ed- Eddie Eddie did not like it. Mm-mm. No, I think Eddie gave it two point five. Yeah, Yales. Yeah. Or something. I give it four out of five Ron Howard's. Really? Ron Howard's a director. And I didn't read the book. It may after I watched it, I wish I would have read the book first. But I thought it was really well done. And I see where it made you feel it's hard to like something that's a, a sad story, but it also gives it's I don't know. It's a, It ends well-ish for situation. him, and yeah. he came out of it, and he's he's changing 
the trajectory of his family and where he wants it to go. And it, but it did help me have a better appreciation. I mean, I think I've understood where Bobby has come from, but it's just things I picture in my head myself. So it's a story. I know Bobby's upbringing and then I just kind of think about how it might be in my head. But with this kid, you know, his mom struggled with addiction, similar to Bobby. His grandmother had to step in and play the mom role and really help be a part of raising him. That happened with Bobby. Uh, Bobby was the first person really in his family to go to college and kind of leave the, go chase a dream and a career and life outside of that. And so there was just a lot of parallels. And I think it helped me better see maybe what your childhood was like and all that you really did have to overcome because our lives are so different that it's hard for me to picture. And I've gone to your hometown. So I also had that visual, but even the visual I had before I actually visited, maybe just some of the places where you grew up and what life was like. And a lot of the people I've met from your hometown are amazing. It's not a slam against anything. It's just, I had a, I, I now I feel like I have a better understanding of maybe what it was like having a mom with addiction and, and what you had to go through and how where you are today is amazing. And we need to celebrate that. And I know that's not what you're looking for, but I thought the movie was awesome. Who'd you watch it with? My sister. And you guys, did you guys cry at the end or no? We didn't cry. No, should we have? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know how the movie ends. No, I didn't. I did not cry, but I think I was more happy for the guy. Like, oh, wow, look at him. Like he, yeah. he had all the odds stacked against him, you know, but he pursued, like he, look, this guy, there's no way in a million years that he probably ever thought he'd go to Yale and he had to put in the work and focus and not get mixed up into the wrong crowd. And his grandma helped him do that. And he had to get all these different kinds of jobs to make ends meet, which I know you similarly did and just hit the, had to grind since basically since he was 12 years old, just grinding away, making the, having to make the good choice, focus on school and not hanging out with some of the other kids making bad decisions. Well, I guess I'll, Check it out, then. Eddie gave me such a rotten review of it. I thought, eh. I worry. I worry that you watch it and it becomes a trigger, and you get like eh, just I'm bring back old memories or whatever. I'm triggered enough. I know. But that's I mean, you read the good. book, so yeah. I live in a trigger, Eddie. No, that's terrible. <laughs> you live in a trigger. That's terrible. But for some kids, like, or some people watching it, it might be his story and him sharing it, just like Bobby sharing his story. I know that it was uncomfortable for Bobby to put out like a memoir, especially at this age and time in his career when he did. But you know what people appreciated the most about it was that there were so many people that could relate. And then they yeah. felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like I'm, and it gives hope that like, I don't have to be stuck in this pattern. There is another way. Mm-hmm. That was a big uh, fear when I, cause I, my first book was called Bare Bones. And I definitely didn't think anyone wanted to read about my life. And I went into it like that. But so I read all these essays and we made them into a book and, that my editor did a great job because I wrote so many different stories from my life and I didn't know how to write a book, but that was the best part about it and how it came out was because you could tell I had no idea how to write a book, but I think I spoke in a way that people like us talk. But I, so I write this book and I'm like second guessing everything. Like, man, I'm, people are either going to feel sorry for me or make fun of me. One of the two. And so for months as it was going through the editing process, it, out of my hand, it was just in their, their hands. Now Harper Collins, my, my book company. I was like, Oh God, Oh God. But for me, where it really started to pay off was a lot of those extremely vulnerable or 
hurtful stories that I put in there, people never came up to me and said, hey, I felt sorry for you. So many people came up to me and said, hey, you know when you wrote this? The things I never thought would, would resonate with anyone. They were like, I felt that. Here's why. And it would happen at all the live shows I was doing. People would come up. And I was like, man, I guess, you know, that's where the real strength is and in, in vulnerability, at least in bare bones it was. But, um, all right, well, thanks. Appreciate that. You going to watch it? I mean, I've, I'm watching a bunch of terrible things now. Right. So. so I think it's something maybe you and Caitlin should walk, watch together. Because I, I, y'all, I don't know. I, has she read Bare Bones? No, 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 no. I know that would be awkward, but like she's also going to be your wife. So um, I think she's like, I live with you. I have to hear your crap. She, you know. <laughs> okay. I get it. She, but understanding. She gets, a, she gets enough of a dose. Okay. All right. And I'm not going to be like, you got to read my book. No, that would be weird. You can read it to her. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Bedtime story. <laughs> all right. All oh my right. gosh. If I found out you were doing that, that would be so weird. What, reading the story to her at bedtime? Yeah. <laughs> Chapter two The Ninja Turtle Mask. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it. I had a couple other things, but we'll get to them the next day or so. I'll do this one. According to a new survey, most people wait over three months before saying I love you for the first time. They may have said it earlier in the relationship, but it was uh, and playful, wasn't that serious. But three months is the average. Mine was, I waited 40 years. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> but inside your relationship with Caitlin, how long did yeah. it take? Uh, seven months. Yeah. Not bad. But 40 years overall, I never said it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I never meant it to anybody else. So uh, men were two times as likely to say I love you after only knowing someone for a week. Let me tell you why they're saying that, okay? It ain't because they're hard. <laughs> why? It ain't. I'm telling it's in you. a certain situation. Yeah. I love yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go oh down gosh. about a foot. <laughs> Guys. Maybe two feet. What, Amy? My friend recently went out with someone, and it was like one date. And then she realized it really wasn't going to work, so she told him that. And oh, then no. he sent all these texts about how the holidays just weren't going to be the same without her. Oh, wow. One day? <laughs> like, one day. One day. What the? <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I think he, in his mind, maybe he had already pictured, like, how they were going to spend Christmas together. And it just, mm. when she texted back that it was all moving too fast and it wasn't going to work, like, that was his, then his reply and she's like, oh, my gut instinct was right. This guy's just not going to work out. But could yeah, you imagine weird. after one date then telling someone, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do for Christmas? I, I've seen those situations years, years ago firsthand. One date? Not Christmas, but people are just different. That's all I'll say. People are just different. I finally found the person that was right for me, but, but, but people are just different for sure. All right, that's it. We got to go. Uh, here is today's show. Check out Amy's podcast. Um, the Bobbycast this Friday, Tennille Arts is coming on, who now has a, a song that's, what, top top 20? But we had her on a year ago. She was just struggling trying to trying to make it. And it's funny how, how things change in, in a year. And uh, I talked to her on the, on, the, on the podcast. All right, that's it. Enjoy today's show. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. I forgot to mention, I saw Eddie on Twitter a few, few days ago, and he was like, I just bought these cookies. Oh, by the way, morning studio. Oh, yeah. Morning. morning. <laughs> Sorry, I'm shot out like a rocket this morning. And Eddie's opening a bag. You know how sometimes they do unboxing on YouTube or the kids open the eggs? Oh, yes. 
and Eddie's opening up a bag of cookies, and I was like, what? Why am I watching this? And he opens up the bag. There's not a single cookie in the bag. Crazy, right? Where did you buy that bag? Uh, it was part of a big box that I bought from Costco, and it had like fudge stripe cookies and other crackers in there and Cheez-Its and all that. And I get the fudge stripe, and I pick up the bag, and I'm like, it just doesn't feel right. I'm like, there's nothing in here. Like, I'm shaking and everything. I'm like, I, I tell my wife, roll the camera on this. This is crazy. There's nothing in here. And I did it. Like, I don't, and now I'm just like, I've heard stories and people are tweeting me and, and DMing me saying like, guys, you need to call Keebler and you'll get like a year supply of this stuff. And I immediately thought of Lunchbox. And did hey, you? Scuba, can you get Keebler on the phone? Yeah, I was calling the elf shop to see if he's busy. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll relax. Get, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone at the company. Yeah, I'll get a representative for you guys. I think it would be fun to talk to somebody from Keebler and see, because they're going to want to fix it. They're going to want to be seen as a company who fixes their mistakes. Oh, hey, everybody yeah. screws up. Sure. But unbelievable that you open the bag. There wasn't a single cookie in there. Nothing, man. It was crazy. I could not believe it. That's hilarious. Do You know, because I'm in California doing the show for a couple weeks. Um, we're in the middle of shooting American Idol, completely COVID safe. I mean, I can't get within six feet of a contestant, even Ooh. though we're all tested every single day. So everybody's masked until the cameras start. You pull your mask off. You record what you're going to record. Cameras off, but you put your mask back on. But for me, it's always been I get close, put my arm around the ones that are feeling sad or down. But it is like everything else right now. Absolutely weird, weird time. But that's why I'm out here. I'm not in the same room with everybody else right now. Uh, it's also two hours earlier for me right now. So sorry, man. That's awful, too. I do have something that I wanted to mention as well. I want to talk about Amy for a second. Because you have a, a PSA, like you often do, about scamming. So I'd like for you to share this with our listeners here to start the show. Yeah, so people are acting like they are Apple customer support or Amazon customer support. And they're calling and saying, hey, you know, there's an issue with your account or a package that you ordered, and then you have to press one to speak to a representative. So if they press one, they're redirected to a fake representative, and then that person attempts to get their credit card and account information. Did this happen to you? No, I just read about it. Oh. <laughs> so obviously it's true. I just, oh. I just don't think that Amazon or Apple is going to be calling you with an automated system saying, press one because we have an issue with your account. You know, you know what, what stinks is there are all these scams, but sometimes I get a real one, like from Walgreens, and they'll go, hey, you prescri-. I'm like, I'm not clicking that link. And then like a week goes by and I'm like, where was that, where's my prescription? <laughs> they called you, <laughs> you and said it was ready. <laughs> I know. Uh, how am I supposed to know what link to click? We need some sort of blue check mark from texters. That's right. Same, or robocalls. Yeah. Yeah. And I get so many robocalls. A third of the calls that I get a week are from numbers that have my first, I have a 512 number as my area code. A third of the numbers are a 512, something random, because I guess they think that, I, well, they must live in the same town as me. I probably should answer. It's probably my neighbor, you know? And so, but I wonder how they do that. Like what computer system is going, okay, we're calling this number. Let's fake a number that looks like that number. Do you get those all the time, Amy? Well, yeah, but you know what blew my mind not too long ago was I got a call from myself. Ooh. So I have my number saved in my phone as me, like Emmy, yeah. in case I ever need to text myself, I just text me. And me was calling me. It just said me <laughs> when it was ringing. And I thought, how in the world am I calling myself? So I answer it. And it is a robo 
call person. And I don't even know how they did that. Freaked me out. I would get so excited if me was calling me because I would <laughs> I would hope you would think it would be that the it was me from you. the future. Oh. oh, and I would have to answer it. I'd be like, "This is my shot. This is, yeah, me. That would be cool." Wait, you think uh, he would call you? He wouldn't just show up in front of you like in the movies? I think I'd probably freak out if I. Here's the thing, uh, right? <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know yourself, so you'd freak out if you did it in person. So you'd rather just call him. <laughs> yeah, like I would probably probably leave me a note somewhere and have me stumble upon it. Mm. Or put it somewhere I knew that I went in the past. And I'd open the note and be like, hey, you can't freak out, but you're going to talk to you. You're going to reach out to you. And that would prepare me for me to call me. I wouldn't want it in person because I would probably run or be scared (laughs) physically. But if I got the note and then I got a call from someone that sounded like me, maybe just a little older, going, hey, this is me in the future. Here's a couple things. Then I would go, okay, cool. And then I would meet them in person. Oh. But I need to be warmed up. It's like dating. I need to be courted and warmed up. Smart. You've thought about this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a smart. lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot. We always appreciate you guys reaching out. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. Need your help. So things are definitely over with my ex. He has a new girlfriend. I have a new boyfriend. But my ex's family keeps reaching out to let me know they still love me. Ooh. How do I tell that whole extended family to let me go. I get holiday cards from them. (laughs) They comment on my social media. They mention me in their Facebook posts. They tag me in throwback Thursdays of old family gatherings. It's kind of a lot. My new boyfriend thinks my old relationship was more serious than it actually was, all because of this family stuff. I want to break it off with all of them. What's the least rude way to tell a whole family that I don't like them like that anymore? Signed, Rachel. Before I get to this answer, there are a couple things, outstanding situations that are happening here. First of all, what about this boyfriend's got a new girlfriend and his family's still tagging the old girlfriend? Yeah, she's mm. got to be annoyed by that. Yeah. If they, she knows... They don't like her. That's... Right? And is it a passive-aggressive way to show that they don't like the new girlfriend? Possibly. hmm So many little wrinkles here, but I would say you can just let it go and eventually it will go away. If you're worried about, like on Facebook, when someone tags you, it pops up in your feed too. Then you have to go back and untag it so it doesn't pop up in your feed. And she has a new boyfriend. You can go, just let it go and monitor for a bit because eventually it will go away. Or it's just sending a note going, and not that you don't like them anymore. The the way you position it is you you send a note to the mom, whoever's doing it the most. They go, hey, it's Rachel. That's who's saying. I'm dating somebody new, and they really get their feelings hurt when I'm tagged in my old boyfriend's post. I love you guys, but can you please take me out of any pictures you're posting? That's just a a, a transition from them letting you go completely. We can just go up and go like, hey, stop. You're not going to do that. If you're caring enough to email me, you're not going to do that. I would say, hey, Cindy. Um, Hey, it's Rachel. I see you're tagging me in some stuff. Hey, love it. This was great for me. But my new boyfriend sees these and is going to kill me if I keep getting tagged in my ex-boyfriend's family. So would you would you mind not tagging me and stuff? And then let them post whatever. And they own the picture anyway. That's my advice there. What yeah. about that friendship, though? Like, what about, I mean, they, what if they just want to be friends with well, her she, still? She doesn't. You can let that die by not paying attention to it. Yeah. She doesn't. You can just neglect it. It's not really neglecting it if you don't want it anyway. Yeah. You could reach out to the ex-boyfriend and have him talk to his family. But that could be drama. Yes, you could. (laughs) It depends on that relationship, though. That's that's a great piece of advice, too. But I would imagine. I mean, if they both. If she emailed me, she probably doesn't want to do that option. Yeah. So I'd hit up Cindy, 
We've, 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 it's just fictional names. Or just what are their names? We'll say it right now. That's a great way too. We should just do a thing where we drop the wrecking ball. But <laughs> they just call and go all out and be like, "Say this on the air because I need this to stop." We'll take. We'll care drop of it. the wrecking ball if you guys want to send us some of those emails. Don't worry about it. All right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. And that was Bobby's mailbag. Amy was telling me the tip rule amount has changed, right, Amy? Yeah, I saw that it's gone up to twenty five percent officially. Wow. Huh. So for the longest time, it's been stuck at 20. And I'm sure at some point it went from 10 or 15 to 20. So it's just natural (laughs) progression. But, oh, I hate it when they make it a little tiny more complicated because then you have to to figure out the 20 and then you have to figure out the five. Five. Mm -mm. You just divide it by four, guys. Or you don't. Oh, really? 25% is a quarter of it. Oh, that's even easier then. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. So thank you. Well, so here's the thing. As someone who <laughs> relied on tips to pay my car insurance, to pay my rent forever, 25% seems a bit steep, especially right now to make that change. This is what I wish they would do when they make these changes. Because I remember when they went from 15 to 20, and there's a little sticker shock whenever, you know, that's now the hopefully accepted tip. I think they should go, hey, 20% still recommended, but they should put the option of feeling extra generous do 25. You just got to warm us up with this stuff. But 25 does seem a bit much. So, Bones, it's not like inflation with money where, like, you know, the, in 20 years, that dollar is going to be, the value is going to get higher and stuff like that. This is just a percentage, so it doesn't matter. When are we going to, are we eventually going to be, like, 80%? Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be just double up the meal. <laughs> I mean, this is going to get expensive. I feel like 25% is a little steep right now, especially when so many people are struggling. They should have probably held off on what – I don't even know who makes these rules. Yeah. Who, Amy, who comes out and goes, we're officially changing the tip rule? I don't know. I just saw it online. Just a headline? The, the yeah, internet. I but I think – yeah, so – but if you're – if you still have a job and you're able to – People in the service industry are struggling just as much. So I think standard and what you can do are two different things. I never tip below about 40%. Almost never. But that's because I can right now and I also understand what it's like to work as a server or work as a a dishwasher or no, a busboy I got tipped and a a waiter I got tipped. 25% just seems a little much right now, but thank you for that. I have a couple other tip stories too. A Texas waitress says she was thrilled to receive a $2,000 tip on a bill only to find out from the restaurant that she won't take home a single cent. What do you Emily mean? Emily Bauer, 21, had only been a server for about two weeks when she was scheduled for a busy Sunday shift at Red Hook Seafood and Bar in San Antonio. While working all the tables, the story says, she kept apologizing to a man seated in her section for being slow. She didn't even realize at first he had given her a $2,000 tip and wrote a note that said, Merry Christmas, keep working hard. I was like, oh gosh, started crying, 2000 bucks. She said, well, I got a son that's two years and one that's five months old, it's going to help. And the restaurant said, hey, um, we can't process a tip larger than 500 bucks. Oh. They were sitting at a table, the other servers were congratulating him, and the manager came over and said, rule number one, never accept a tip like that because you're never going to get it. What? Is this true for every restaurant? No, because well, you've heard I, of it happening. I'm telling you now that no one ever tipped me like this, so I don't know from personal experience. So do they just reject the whole tip, or or do they yep. just keep 500 and or does the restaurant keep the rest of the money? I think they reject the whole thing, right? Yeah, they rejected the whole thing. Wow. Because their system wouldn't allow it. If oh. I'm this guy, hopefully, 
He goes to the ATM, gets some cash, and takes it back to her once this thing made the news, mm-hmm. you know? Here's a story that comes from our voicemail lines. So here's a voicemail from last night. Here you go. Good morning, studio. Got a question, need some advice on. My fiance is a server, and last week she got a gentleman and a couple other guys came in. At the end of the night, he tipped her $1,000. And, you know, she got all excited and, you know, bills paid, this and that. So the restaurant paid her out that night. And the next day, the guy called back and said he wanted to cancel the transaction and was demanding the $1,000 tip back. What do you do? in that situation. Thanks, guys. First of all, I've never heard of a situation like this, so anything I say is just going to be bullcrap because I have no reference here. It seems, though, one, he was really drunk when he made that tip. Would we all agree with that? Yes. Probably, yep. Obviously. If him, him and some guys were like, look at this, I'm going to tip $1,000. Um, but I think, sadly, there's nothing you can do. Maybe the restaurant is feeling generous and says, hey, We'll eat half of it, you know, give us 500 back and you can, so I, I don't know, but I don't think there's anything you can do to the guy. I think if he cancels it, he cancels it. What do you think about that, Amy? Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking <laughs> that's already her thousand dollars. He tipped it. He put it on there. He's an adult. He's responsible for his actions. And you know what? When consequences are put into place, it's not to hurt somebody. It's to teach them a lesson. And this guy needs to learn a lesson. So I agree with you, but I don't know. I think legally you can cancel something on a credit card. That's my only point. The whole day after? I mean, I've had people still have stolen my credit card. Maybe just the company, the credit card company eats it. Because if I have my credit card stolen or someone buys stuff on it and I cancel it, they pay me that money back, but they just have to eat okay, the but price. Here's the thing. Nobody stole the credit card and misused it. This guy knowingly made the decision to put a thousand dollar tip. That's what's cool. we- that's what's weird to me. Why she should be able to keep it. Like that was he that's what he did, and then he walked away a whole day later. I agree with you mm-hmm. in principle, but he's like, Hey, what should we do? I don't know if you can do anything. Like, can we get Morgan and Morgan on the phone? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, the, the restaurant needs to be like, sorry, dude, we're not canceling it. I wonder yeah. if this ever happens to like charities, you know, where like somebody donates a lot of money to charity and they're like, <laughs> ah, just, that's a little too much. I want some of that back. I well, hope you I get know. your money. Yeah. I think you should get your money. But what if the guy doesn't have the money and he was just drunk? Well, now he's in debt a thousand dollars. Correct. Again, yeah. okay. you—that's how you learn a lesson. If not, how do we know he's not running around town doing this to everybody? We all think that she should get the money. It's just how is she going to get it, right? Yeah. Does the restaurant? I, the restaurant paid her out, so they're the ones that's going to be screwed out of the money. Yeah, and if the restaurant wants it back, she should quit. No, she might need her job. She might need her job. No, no. I don't know. It's it's tricky, but the person who needs to pay it is the man. That man that was that wrote it. The one that put his signature there mm-hmm. and wrote the one zero zero zero. Amy, we all agree with you. Yeah. You're not <laughs> arguing against us. I know you get a little sass in your voice. No, I'm not, it's not sassy. You're talking about you. what should happen. I'm talking about practically what's probably going to happen. But I don't know. Okay. Let's get him on the phone. The guy? Yeah, what yeah, were you? Give thinking? us the guy's name. Yeah. We'll call him and go, hey, idiot. Give me that money. All right, that's okay. it. We don't really have an answer for that one. Sorry. Sorry. That's not world-class <laughs> advice, guys. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for calling. Yes, thank you. Bob at The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Mary Morris debuted a new song during a live stream. It's tentatively titled, If I Just Get Out of My Way. I know I'm gonna make it to the stars. 
Garth Brooks is asking his fans to send in Garth license plates. In the thing that nobody knows is coming, when we were going through today, there's a whole wall of license plates that say 96 or just people's different license plates. Do me a favor, if, you, if you've got an old Garth license plate, um, send them, because we're collecting as many as we possibly can, because in this thing that's not coming, it's going to be this big-ass wall that's going to be bigger than the whole side of the building. That's all going to be license plates. Carrie Underwood believes her Christmas album arrived at the perfect time. This year, it was just kind of on my heart to do this Christmas album. I just felt like this was such a fitting time. I kind of feel like it's a more perfect time than ever to record an album like this. I've always wanted to make a Christmas album, and it's something that really has to be well thought out. And so right after the, uh, the Cry Pretty Tour 360 was over, this was the next step I knew I wanted to take. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. I thought this was great. Starbucks is offering free coffee for frontline workers for this entire month, all through December. Starbucks is saying thank you to the frontline workers with some sips of kindness this month as they write. The popular coffee chain is giving away free coffee to all frontline workers for the entire month of December. They're offering a free tall, hot, or iced coffee through December 31st. According to the company, frontline responders who are eligible for free coffee include healthcare providers, first responders, doctors, nurses, public health workers, pharmacists, dispatchers, firefighters, paramedics, police officers, dentists, dental hygienists, mental health workers, hospital staff, even gender, housekeeping, security. If you work in it, they're going to give it to you. That's awesome. You could probably just go and say work it out. Not to give you any ideas. (laughs) That's a great idea. That's a great... I love they're doing that. I know they're a big multi-billion dollar company and we try not to focus on that when it comes to these stories but it is a lot of folks are getting free coffee because of this I think it's fantastic I wanted to share that that's what it's all about that was Tell Me Something Good Bobby Bone Show Bonehead Story of the Day this story comes to us from Chicago, Illinois two men were in town for the weekend like oh let's rent a cool car so they rent a Ferrari 30 minutes later they were going too fast on the highway hit a curve Oh, no. Wrecked a Ferrari. You know that insurance company's not happy with having to pay that. <laughs> oh, no. That stinks. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Little game we put together. I'll play you the backing vocals to a famous country song. You just have to name the song. Ooh. This sounds fun. Ooh. It was hard to find. I think Mike D went to the dark web to find some of this stuff. <laughs> they keep it on lock. But I'll play it from you. Like, you're not going to hear really the front singer. just going to hear the background vocals. Nice. See if you can name that song. All you guys write your answers down. Number one. It almost there. sounds like there's some little cult. Oh. Everybody's in a robe. Yes. Got it. Man, that took <laughs> a minute. Um, um, the nighttime is the right time. Okay, can you name that background <laughs> vocal? Yeah, five seconds. Oh. Turn it on now. Oh, Who is that is it? that? Here you go. Okay. It's a big hint there, guys. Need your answers. Lunchbox. 
Pontoon. No, not Pontoon. Amy? Uh, Springsteen. Bye. Oh. Uh, Eric Church. Yeah. Eddie? Springsteen, Eric Church. How did you get that? Springsteen. Well, that's a big part of the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to take off my Here, headphones listen. and go. Never heard that girl though. All right. Next up, Lunchbox has been eliminated. See you, man. Can you name these background vocals? Go ahead. Can I hear more of it? No. <laughs> we played church for like nine minutes. Dang, I got nothing. What did you write down? Don't you, Brett Eldridge. Not the right band, not the right song. See, Did I Eddie? just win? I think so, in, in two songs. What do you have? Hotel Key, Old Dominion. Ah, oh, of course. Got it. Here it is, coming up. That's tough. Amy, you get to celebrate by taking these next three by yourself. Okay. You're the champion. Can you name this background vocal? Yeah. Buzzing like a street light. We can leave him all tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Hunt. Um, t- t- take your time. No. no. So close. Leave the night on. You can leave the light on. All right, here's this one. Come on. I got that feel good, feel good <laughs> stuff. Up under the knees in my big black jacked up truck. I got that feel good. It's Luke Bryan stuff. Up under the I have to sing more. Sorry. Well, we're here for it. Yeah, we got time. Big black jacked. Up truck, rolling on 35s, pretty girl by my side. Eddie, you're not helping. I'm not doing anything. That was Bobby. (laughs) Man, yelled at me. (laughs) Pretty girl by my side. Country girl, no. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Drink a beer. <laughs> I got that feel. No, no. It's, that's my kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my kind of night. Okay, go. Well, this one says the name of the song. There's no way to take it out, but it's still kind of cool to hear. Here you go. Obviously. Carrie Underwood before he cheats. George Strait. <laughs> Amarillo by morning. There you go. Thank you guys for hanging. Did you like that game? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was hard. It was good. It was hard, though. Right. You see the story about aliens, Amy? I don't think so. Which one? What is it okay, about? Okay, well, the big one that came out yesterday was 
And I'll read you some of the story. President Donald Trump has been on the verge of disclosing the existence of extraterrestrials. Yet a secret group called the Galactic Federation convinced Trump that, quote, humanity was not ready to learn the truth. The Galactic Federation feared mass hysteria once we find out that there really is something out there. Now, that's only two of the explosive claims made by this retired general who has headed the Israeli space program for nearly 30 years. He said that Trump launched Space Force because of this alien situation. So if you believe him, and he he goes on to talk more, extraterrestrials are camped underground on Mars with American astronauts. For years, the aliens have communicated with authorities. They made a secret pact. While they research our societies, governments on Earth, they're going to wait for us to evolve enough to comprehend what space and spaceships are. Now, this guy's only saying it now, he says, because he's 89 years old. He has nothing to lose. He's retiring. When I tell you all that, what's the first word that comes to mind? The <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> That's the first word. But my entire statement about it would be that they are right. We're not ready. I'm not ready. So <laughs> keep it keep it up. <laughs> How cool would it be, though, if we were the generation that got invaded by aliens? But what does that entail? Like, Who are we? Knows? Is Let's it, go. I don't care. I don't want to have space wars. Oh, well, man. No. Just, no, I don't it, want For thousands and thousands of years, there were no aliens. But I was watching that uh, My Octopus Teacher. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking about it a little bit yesterday. And so these, these, these fish, these octo- octopuses, they are on the sea, the bottom of the sea, bottom of the ocean. And when things come from out of the ocean, that's like aliens to them. They don't live there, they never see anybody come from above. They don't even know the above because they can't get up there. That's like us. That's like us. We're in the ocean. Mm-hmm. We're the octopuses. We're no. the octopuses. Well, we're the aliens. And the octopuses at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're the octopuses to the aliens Correct. that are hiding under Mars. What if the furthest that we can go up or out, like we've reached our pinnacle of what we can do. We've gone nowhere. But there's a whole other layer that we can't even get to, like the fish in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this yesterday, too, because I'm fascinated with this. Who's to say that aliens would have to be the same size as us? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they be microscopic or be 100 times bigger than us? We're just using, you know, how how narcissistic we are as a human race to think things have to kind of look like us and yeah. be the same size as no, us. No, no, no. I was picturing, like, Transformers. Massive. Like a machine. Uh, uh, Optimus Prime. Interesting, though, you are saying that, that they could be smaller, which I don't think we've ever thought of. Like They little... could be like a pin drop. Right. Like a pin. Huh. They could have a whole... Anyway, I'm totally in with this guy. 89 years old, probably fluid so, thinking, just top of his game. What? What's the one word? So what's the one word that comes to your mind after reading that? Awesome. E- exciting. <laughs> mm, okay. Because what if... Listen, they don't have to be bad guys. Yeah, they might be, but they don't have to be bad. I mean, we don't see... You know, a pile of ants on the side of the road and go kick it over every time. We just let it live. We could be that that pile of ants. And what if they could come and cure us of some of the some of the biggest issues that we have on this planet because they have experienced it ten thousand years ago? That's that would be all. amazing. I don't fascinated but, with it. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. I love alien talk and I love time machine talk. And now octopuses. Mm-hmm. Well, Add I'm gonna tell to you. List. <laughs> I need someone to, hey, Mike, put all the names in a hat. I'm going to draw, and whoever I draw has to watch this movie and give a review. Oh, boy. 
It's a movie or like a TV documentary? It's a documentary. <laughs> it's, a, it's a documentary on Netflix called My Octopus's, My Octopus Teacher, right? Yeah. And I, I liked it, but it, I wouldn't recommend it because it just somebody's going to have to watch it. Okay? It's an hour and a half long? Okay, cool. You know, I watched a couple other just terrible movies. We watched this movie on Netflix called Ava. It has Jessica Chastain in it. And because she's in it, and because Gina Davis is in it, uh, John Malkovich is in it. Oh, wow. It's got to be good. Right. It was a dog turd. We I watched like 25 minutes of it and turned it off. It was so cheesy wow. and over the top. You may, I don't know. I do not recommend it. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, 18% positive. Oh, ouch. And then, because I really wanted an action movie. Some nights I'm just like, let's go action. Then I go, okay. I googled best action movies on Amazon. We went over to Amazon and I watched something called Game Over. What is it called? Final Score. There you go. And it had Dave Bautista from the 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 what? Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, all right, let's rock. But apparently, it was a movie that's put out in the UK, so they all spoke in British accents except for Dave Bautista, and. They were like, it's a football stadium. We're ter- it was a soccer stadium. It was like, what kind of... So it was not good either. They did, spent $20 million on it. I looked it up. They made $700,000 back. Did you finish that movie or did you stop it after 20 minutes too? I stopped after 20 minutes. Oh. Basically, I watched two movies. It took me 40 minutes and both were bad. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Twitter has revealed its biggest trends of 2020, including the tweets that received the most retweets and likes. Sadly, the most retweeted post of the year was... The one that announced Chadwick Boseman's death from Black mm-hmm. Panther. Many of the other top tweets were about COVID-19, quarantine boredom, politics, and the Korean boy band BTS. Nice. Andy Milonikas made the top five most liked tweets with this joke. Congratulations to the astronauts that left Earth today. Good choice. And that was back in May. <laughs> the most discussed TV shows were Grey's Anatomy, Game of Thrones, Tiger King, and Stranger Things. The most discussed sports team was the L.A. Lakers. Super Bowl 54 was the biggest sporting event. Obviously, the most tweeted hashtag was hashtag COVID-19, followed by hashtag Black Lives Matter. President Trump was the most tweeted about person. Joe Biden, George Floyd, Kobe Bryant, and Barack Obama were all up there. But I'll say this, and I'll end on this. Twitter has a reputation for being very negative, but this year, tweets expressing being grateful or thankful increased by 20%. Awesome. Mm. So I thought that was pretty cool. I love Twitter. It's my favorite. I don't post a whole lot over there. I do some. But Twitter's my favorite place to be as far as news. What's your favorite, Amy? Is it Twitter or Facebook? For news or, or social media? Just in general. If you get one app a day and they're like, okay, you get to get on one app. What is it? Oh, I would do Instagram. Yeah. Because... It's my favorite. I I do get news from it because I follow certain accounts, but I like seeing what people are up to. I like following accounts that help encourage me. I try to mainly follow accounts that keep me positive and lifted up. There's accounts I've had to unfollow, but so it's Instagram is a good place for me, but I can see how it could be bad for some people. I did an Instagram cleanse yesterday. I only follow like 300 people, but I went and wiped out, I think, eight or nine of them. It's always a pretty big breakup. And you're like, do I really need to follow this person? Are they going to see that I'm unfollowing them? Is that going to be dramatic when I run into them somewhere? And then, (laughs) so I was able to eliminate, I think, nine people off my list. Who are they? Did you go to their page and make sure that 
they no. weren't following you? No, you just didn't? No, because if I go to their page and they're not following me and they've unfollowed me way earlier, then I'm disgusted with myself for lasting in a relationship <laughs> that I should have got out way earlier. <laughs> so, no, I didn't. I just unfollowed. I'm not saying who. Oh, but let okay. me just say four of them were on this show. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to go check right now. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, by the way, there is a new episode of Unfancy Cooking. Uh, my fiance Caitlin, does it with uh, John Party's wife this week with Summer Party. And then John and I show up. And John, and we're friends with the parties, but John came over and he had been literally on a bulldozer all day in a big cowboy hat looking awfully cowboy And so I went and found a hat real quick to match him when we ate our food. You'll see it at the end of the video, but we'll post it up on you know, our Twitter and our, on our website too. So uh, there's that. Here's a voicemail we got from Abby in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was just listening to Morgan number two's best tips of the week, which I love. And she was talking to Scuba Steve about his Employee of the Month segment. And I was just thinking, I don't remember there being an Employee of the Month name for the month of November. So just wondering about that. Have a great day, everyone. Okay, here's the winner. The winner of the Employee of the Month for November is no one. Out of the studio too much. We're going to wait till next month to do it. But thank you. And actually, I just forgot about it. I'm just telling you the truth. I actually didn't even remember to do the bit. And there will be one for next month, though. Okay? Thank you. It'll be a cumulative two months. How about that? Do you guys like that? Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fine. For November and de- December. Uh, here's Brandy in Louisiana. Morning, studio. I just wanted to let y'all know about a little competition I did, a little bit for the show. Since y'all were doing the nicest country music star of the week, I decided to see who the nicest cast member of the Bobby Bones show is. So I DM'd all the cast members on Instagram to see who would respond. And the winner is... Raymundo! Yeah! (laughs) I didn't see it. And I got to tell you, my general direct messages from folks are so toxic or people are just coming after me or saying mean things. I don't go over there a whole lot. I'm sorry I missed it, but I don't feel terribly bad about losing that one. Amy, do you? Uh, Sometimes. It depends on the day. Sometimes I go over and then it'll be another two weeks before I hit them up. Raymundo, congratulations, bud. Yeah, it's actually beneficial to look at them. Some have said, hey, where do we send a wedding gift? So I've been on that, and then they've also been given tips for the honeymoon. So bring them. But are you sending them to your house, those gifts to your house? Uh, some here, some to the house. I can't flood the <laughs> lobby. I mean, I don't. they'll think <laughs> I'm doing some people, weird stuff. Hold on. Your You're giving address? people on Instagram your home address? I mean, if I know them, like there's people that are friends of friends that'll hit me up on there if they don't have my cell number. But uh, listeners, I'll give them this address. Okay. Have you given a single listener your home address? Be honest. Um, if they said it's something like a two hundred dollar <laughs> gift, yes, I'll give that to them. <laughs> oh my, you're an idiot. Oh. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, did you know that Blake Shelton has been the executive producer of three? different Hallmark Christmas movies? I did not. You're the expert. Did you know that? I didn't, and I'm shocked to find this out, and now I want to go watch all three. So they're inspired by his 2012 song, Time for Me to Come Home, which he recorded with his mom, Dorothy. And then back in 2018 is when it all started. The first movie is Time for Me to Come Home for Christmas. Then last year, it was time for you to come home for Christmas. And then this year, we have time for us to come home for Christmas, which debuted last weekend, December 5th. And it's going to be on again, uh, I think tomorrow and then Friday, if you want to catch it on Hallmark. You can watch it. 
Well, you said a lot of words there. Can't say I'm terribly interested in any of them, but I appreciate <laughs> I just am not into the Christmas movies like that. Well, you're not. I, know. I thought you said you and Caitlin were getting into that. And this one has like a murder a mystery difference. angle to it. Oh, there's a difference in getting into it and being forced into it. Oh. I believe that I have I've sat there and watched because she wants to watch. I wouldn't say I'm getting into them. Okay. I find like the, here's what I think about them. All of them. They try to cast somebody that looks like somebody famous. So you are scrolling by and you go, is that Charlize Theron? And then you're like, oh no, it's someone who looks a lot like Charlize Theron who they cast in this movie. Oh, you think they specifically only hire people because they look like famous people? Yeah, I oh, think there's definitely something to that. Hmm. Okay, what else? Well, breaking, I was going to say breaking bad. No, break dancing has been added to the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. So it's official. Dance-offs are going to be happening and they threw it in there as an attempt to attract younger audiences to watch the Olympics. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Some other sports added to the lineup are going to be skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing. They were supposed to be added, but then the Olympics got delayed. So we have that to look forward to in 2024. Well, the breakdancing thing is, it could be cool. I hope they don't like penalize them for doing, nope, that that was too hip-hop based, not technical based. I want to see breakdancing like they do on the streets. Yeah, I'm picturing Step Up to the Streets, the movie, but at the Olympics. Right. That's what I want to see too. Yeah. I'm not trying to see perfectly technical breaks. I'm trying to see soul. <laughs> trying to see heart. I want to feel it. I want there to be challenge. I want there to be a tournament. And then it's it's settled by we, how much we clap like a like a rap <laughs> like battle a clap meter yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah like i'd say by the bell when uh they did the dance off in the max yeah all right what else <laughs> so car theft has gotten so bad that the club sales are up now that's something we used to use back in the day if you're younger and not familiar it's this device you put on your steering wheel is about 39 dollars and 99 cents and it locks your steering wheel so someone can't steal your car but car theft is up like double from where it was last year. So a club salesperson or the national sales manager actually confirmed that business is booming for them right now. We're all getting bored. I can tell you last night I was walking around the little neighborhood that I'm staying in and I thought, I wonder if I should steal a car. We're all just so bored. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to do. The pandemic is a reason why. Eddie, I will not get myself in trouble on this radio show. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, Who had a club in here? I had a club. When I was a no. teenager. Oh, I had a club. No. I drove a Jeep, so I had a club, yeah. yeah. You got... Eddie, didn't you have a club, though, when your Jeep was stolen? <laughs> yes, but they, they stole it because I had, like, a hitch in the front of it, so they basically just backed the truck up and pulled it off. <laughs> so yeah. They didn't so even really so, break into it. So that didn't even deter them from... They had no, another plan. No, no. So I remember a- Eddie going, my Jeep was stolen right in front of my house. He came over to my house, and I was like, really? He goes, yeah, the club was on it. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Didn't they take the whole steering wheel off? Uh, no, no, no. I'm telling you, they didn't have to do anything. They just hitched the Jeep and they pulled it off with them. Mm. So they threw it in neutral and goodbye, Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> right, well. Okay, Amy, is that it? Yep, bye, Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Mary Beth DeSanto was only 17 years old when she found out she was pregnant. She was still in high school, so she decided on adoption. The decision was not easy for her, but she decided never to search for her daughter because if something were to have happened to her daughter, she couldn't bear knowing about it. But the daughter 
found her. She decided when she became an adult, she wanted to search for her. Her name is Victoria, and New York State passed a law granting adoptees to access their birth certificates. So she saw who her birth mom is. She found her, wrote her a letter, and they spent a couple of months getting to know each other, and then they met in person. That's heavy stuff. 50 years had passed. That's heavy stuff. Yeah. It's great stuff, but it's still heavy stuff and a lot of a lot of things to unravel there. Ooh, that's a good story, though. I love it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Some guy's portable phone charger caught fire, woke him up in the middle of the night. It's still smoking as he films it. And when he starts dragging it to another part of the room, it explodes into flames. I'm going to play you this clip here. Here's a video of the guy recording the charger on fire, and then it explodes. Here you go. I just woke up in the middle of the night, and this thing was on fire in the room. It's a portable charger, but it completely... Oh! Oh! Wow. It's a Belkin 4000 brand, is what it says. That explosion is real deal. Hit that clip again, please. I just woke up in the middle of the night, and this thing was on fire in the room. It's a portable charger, but it completely... Oh. oh, gosh. It sounds like he took some shrapnel there, too. He's like, oh. yeah. He's down. The, 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 the scary thing about that is if that happens and we're not at home because we leave our chargers plugged in, or at least I do, the house is on fire. Yeah. I leave I leave all mine plugged in. Should I not? Amy, do you leave your chargers plugged in? I do, but only my actual Apple ones. I mean, I have an iPhone, but my one, my ones that I buy that are legit. If I buy them at a gas station or I order a cheapo one, I unplug those because they get so hot. <laughs> like, have you ever? Do you ever buy the like cheapo ones in an emergency? No. Okay. Well, I have, and they get extremely hot, and they make me nervous. But my Apple one, I leave plugged in all the time. So hopefully, that's okay. That's a scary sound. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. What do you call a broke Santa? What do you call a broke Santa? Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> that was Got the it. morning corny. I don't know that your delivery was spot on with that one. Saint Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas ain't got no money. Okay. okay. <laughs> Eddie, I was thinking about you. You know, your son went and he earned one hundred dollars, and then he went and spent all of it on a giant inflatable Santa Claus outside your house. Yes, that cost seventy dollars. Yes. <laughs> What do you do with the other thirty? Oh, he still has it. We'll see. We'll see what he does with it. Hopefully, he'll donate it to charity, but I doubt it. Well. Because he spent so much of his money on that Santa, it goes away in like three weeks, huh? Or does he want to keep it up longer than Christmas? No, 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 no. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell him the, the end of the year is max, and then we'll put it in a box in the attic, and then we'll see it again next year. Well, here's a story. Similarly, this guy named Ray Liddell ordered an inflatable Grinch for his daughter, and when they got it, it was bigger than his house. <laughs> He paid 600 and this thing is what? huge. This thing is huge. This thing is huge though and he has a big house. Oh my gosh. He paid $670 for the inflatable but had no clue it turned out to be taller than a giraffe. That's that's After so getting funny. more than he bargained for, he became a celebrity of sorts. Hundreds of people have been flocking to his house to catch a glimpse. Guys, this thing is gigantic. <laughs> It's bigger than one of those things uh, that's had a car dealership who's like flailing these arm flailing oh things. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, this yes. Is, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is massive. He said there was a line Sunday morning. He made sure everyone was socially distanced. He said, I reckon we've had over 5,000 people visit. It's been a real marvel so far. <laughs> I only ordered it for my daughter as she loves the Grinch. I was delighted with her reaction, let alone that of strangers. We'll put this up on our website, bobbybones.com. You're thinking of it in your head. It's bigger than that. Now, think of it a little bigger than what you were thinking. It's bigger than that. Because <laughs> this guy has a big old massive two-story house. They did a, a, a drone fly over, and it looks like the Grinch is walking out of its bedroom. <laughs> it's huge. How do you store that thing? That's crazy. Where, I bet they sell a bunch of these, though, from the news. Wow. Uh, no, but who's going to buy that? Yeah, who's going to buy so that huge thing? I'm telling you. People buy dumb things that are really expensive all the time. You know, sometimes, like a couple of days ago, I was sitting um, outside and I heard people outside my front yard and I looked out the window and there was a whole family looking at Santa Claus. Yours? <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'm kind of turning into this guy a little bit in my neighborhood. Next year, you got to go full Grinch, Eddie. No. We'll all contribute. <laughs> my son would love that. Well, because, and, and no offense, but your your house isn't as tall as this guy. No, guy's. no, no. But but even in that kind of same thing, like it's it's it's... Almost as big as my house, my Santa Claus. Would so, your property owners association or HOAs, whatever that's called, would they get mad if you put up a massive Grinch? Bones in my hood, there's trailers and boats and everything in everyone's front yard. I don't think they would care about <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> I was asked in an interview pretty recently what were my favorite country songs of the year. Here's what I told them. At number three, Maddie and Tay die from a broken heart. I just love that song. I thought it was such an interesting concept. I told him that when they came in. Like, can you die of a broken heart? That's a great song. That's number three for me. Number two, Morgan Wallen, Chasing You. Chasing you like a side of whiskey. Burning, going down. Burning, going down. Chasing you. And for me, he came in last year during the St. Jude Radiothon and played that before it was a single. And I was like, man, that is so good. It became a massive hit. Just love that song. My number one country song of 2020. I give somebody five bucks if they can nail it. Oh. Hmm. Well, shoot. Is it the one that I picked? Five dollars on the line. You can all have, and if you get, okay. if you double guess. up, that's okay. Eddie, you're up I first. Got it. Okay, so Ingrid Andrus. I think you really like that one. What's it called? More Hearts Than Mine. More Hearts Than Mine. Is that your guess? Yes. Okay, Lunchbox? Well, I was going to say a Stapleton song, but I mean, he released the album, so they haven't really been radio hits yet, so I can't go there. So I'll say uh, Jake Owen's latest song. I don't oh, know. dang it. That's yeah. a good one. Made for you. Made yeah. for you. Yeah. Son good. of a... Amy? Shoot. I had both of those on my list. Uh, so, uh, but... Not, well, I just have to stick with Ingrid Andress, more hearts than mine. No. Two Ingrids, one Jake. That's Jake. It's neither one of them. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wait, give uh, us a hint. J- Jake will be on next year's list because that one will really be a hit, hopefully, this year. Okay. Uh, give you a hint. Yeah, I want to guess. Um, it's a song that reminds me of Caitlyn and us. Be- like, it, it was big and it reminds I mean, me of her. Any more than that. We weren't like with y'all well, every living, breathing Hold moment. on, let's think But that's about a this. hint, Hater. Yeah, that, that's a big hint. That is a it big hint. It is. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. what is it, guys, then? I'm thinking the Luke Combs, the ice cold beer. No, no. better together. 
Um, Which one's better together? Uh, I think it's by. It's Luke Combs has that song too. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, that's Luke Combs. We need more. Amy? We need, it's I a need... guy. Okay. The guy sings it. I'm not giving you any more. Oh, I'm Kane like... Brown? I'm not giving you any money, so no. Uh, it is this song right here. Hit it, Ray. Then God whispered you. And that's when everything changed. And love came out of the rain. I talk about being saved. Saturday, I will live more than ever. Great song, Keith Urban, God Whispered Your Name. Good. Would you guys have ever gotten there on that one? No. No, no we weren't close to that. No, no, no. not even All right. close. Amy, what was your number one song of the year? Mine was Ingrid Andress, More Hearts Than Mine. That's a good one. So good. Yeah, another one of those songs that you go, dang, that's a really cool perspective to have a song written. And she wrote that. And she's obviously being uh, paid healthily for it in Grammy nominations. <laughs> really, really, really crushed it. Great song. Eddie? Uh, so mine's not deep at all. It's just a jam, and I base it on how many times we played it at our house, and it's Sam Hunt, Hard to Forget. You've got a cold heart and cold heart truth. I got a bottle of whiskey, but I got no proof that you showed up tonight. And that dress just a mess for my head. Hey, a close second was One Margarita, though. Yeah, jam songs <laughs> at the house? Yes. Yeah, that Sam Hunt puts out just really so great good. songs. One after the other. Yeah. Lunchbox. Uh, yeah, this line, this song is like true life. It's like a lot of how life begins. It's one beer by Hardy. Raymundo. Yeah, I'm with Eddie on the same one with uh, Sam Hunt. Hard Ooh. to forget. I'm riding Eddie. You <laughs> what? Got what? <laughs> More. Morgan, do you have a favorite song of 2020 country song? Yeah, I don't think it ever hit the radio, but it was Jimmy Allen and Nelly's song because I'm obsessed with Nelly. It's Good Times Roll. Well, thank you all for your selections. I never heard that song before. Who, which one? Is that... Jimmy Allen or Nelly singing right there? I think Sounds it's like Nelly. Nelly. Jimmy Allen like sings the beginning and then Nelly comes in the chorus. Oh, all right. I do feel bad for not putting Jake's song. I just thought it, that is a next year song. Yeah, I don't think you should feel bad. Right. <laughs> Americans are ditching traditional New Year's resolutions coming up. And I'll ask you, I'm sure once we come back from vacation, what your resolution is. But what do you feel like it's going to be? Like in what category, Amy? Do you have any? even taken time to think about what that it might be uh staying sane <laughs> stay alive <laughs> no no that was my point it's like what's our resolution to hang out with a couple friends yeah, yeah i mean you know it's right. like the this has been you know such a turd of a year for most folks that you're like have some stability go to dinner with friends that you know the whole whole situation's a little weird this year but that's what it says. It was like, Americans moving into 2021, we're mostly just trying to get our lives straight more than we are trying to make big gains in our personal lives. Well, I guess we'll wait to hear what yours is, but do you have any thoughts for you? Or maybe are you and Caitlin going to do um, one together? No. I mean, I'm not a big resolution guy anyway. Yeah. But I think since I'm supposedly getting married, 
if COVID doesn't delay it, you know, like early summer next year, that, I mean, I, obviously I want to have a rocking bod, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, what? That's, your- <laughs> That's his resolution. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I want, know what I'll, else you could do to your body. Like, I, I want my body to be rocking. I want to rock it some. But you're going to you know? be wearing a suit, you know, not a yeah, swimsuit, like a I'm full body to, suit. But I'm about a 32 in the pants right now. If I could be about a 30 or 31 for the wedding, it would just lay on me good, you know? Okay. So that's my resolution as of now. Get a rocking bod for the wedding. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Thank you. A 12-year-old kid and a 7-year-old kid in New York drove off in their parents' Range Rover. Oh. And they were found near the New Jersey-Delaware border. It was a five-hour joyride. <laughs> How old are oh. they, Bones? 12 and 7. 12 and 7. <laughs> Those are my kids' ages. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, two, do you have a Range Rover? No, I do not. But okay, I do have I two kids so. of those age. <laughs> two New York City children, ages 12 and 7, who were reported missing after allegedly taking off in one of their parents' Range Rovers, have been found near the border. This is from the NYPD. The kids are cousins. Cops at the 106th Precinct received a call from one of their parents at 10 a.m. saying they believe the two kids, a boy and a girl, had taken the vehicle from their queen's place <laughs> and they were driving towards Staten Island. Here's a clip from New York 4. New Jersey State Troopers spotted the SUV at one point, flashing its sirens, but the boy hit the gas and took off. Police eased off the pursuit for the safety of the kids. At 2.15, the 12-year-old used his dad's credit card to buy cookies at a rest stop. The credit card was flagged and the kids were apprehended. They were taken into custody and are now safe. Police say charges are unlikely, but still neighbors are concerned for them. That kid was going hard. Yeah. He didn't just steal a car. He he did credit card fraud. He's like, guys, we got credit card. What do we get? Cookies. Yeah. <laughs> we can have anything we want from anywhere. What do you want, guys? Cookies. We want Toll House. <laughs> you know that seven-year-old cousin, too? I don't. Was the boy the older one? We're assuming the boy was the older uh, one. Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, he, he was the driver. I'm going to say it, but yeah. There's a lot of assumption here, yeah. Where that seven-year-old had to think it was so cool, though, right? Is it a boy? Yeah, that seven-year-old cousin had to be like, man, Cousin Jimmy's so cool. He's just driving us around. We got cookies. We got it all. He outran the police. <laughs> the fact that they made it that far, too, it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, the fact that nobody got hurt is the yeah. reason we're laughing here. Uh, but that kid had to be shown at 12 how to drive that thing. For sure. Police said about 2.30, the two kids were located when they tried to use that card. Police in Delaware. But it said they got pinged when they used that card. They weren't still tracking them, though. When the cops gave up, they just threw their hands up and went, well, guess we'll just wait a couple hours. <laughs> Let's keep them safe. <laughs> Let them go. Just, we'll find them. Trust me. Trust me, Bob. We'll find them later. <laughs> of course not. Anyway, I thought that story was, huh, Larry, us. Uh, the people who drink the most coffee apparently don't actually like coffee. A new study found that people who drink lots of coffee don't actually like it more than people who drink less. They just love the caffeine. And your brain may actually be fooling you into thinking you actually like it. Now, I'm not a coffee liker. I don't. Only a couple years ago did I have my first ever drink of coffee. Still don't like the taste of it. Don't understand when people like the taste of it. You know, I'll put like a shot of espresso in something and cover it up if I need, need a boost. But Amy, you like coffee, huh? Yeah, I do. I even gave it up for a long time. And now that I'm back with it. I love it. You love the taste of it. I love the taste of it. I love the feel of it. I love holding a coffee cup. 
I don't, I just have my morning cup and then I move on. I'm not drinking coffee all day or anything, but I love the whole experience. The weird people to me are the ones that get coffee flavored ice cream or coffee flavored, because the taste of coffee, it to me is terrible. But will you eat coffee flavored ice cream? Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. <laughs> Anything coffee to me. I, I get you trade out the coffee taste for what it does for you, but I know I'm in the minority here. Eddie, you like coffee? I do like coffee, but I just started thinking right now that you brought it up. I don't I don't think I've ever said like I like coffee. I more say I need coffee. So I guess I'm kind of the one that just needs it, don't really like the taste. Because mine's mm-hmm. really mainly black with milk, and that's it. I don't need any kind of sweetener in it. You know, I learned what cowboy coffee was. I was in Montana a few months ago. Is that when you and make it on the campfire? Yeah, it's where you like, it's really disgusting. That's, that's, and people were, people were acting like, man, this cowboy coffee is great. No, it's not. <laughs> they were like all out cooling each other. Man, that's a good cup of cowboy coffee. I'm like, you fools are from the city. Stop acting <laughs> like you like that. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A secret Santa is giving away more than half a million dollars to folks in Idaho this holiday season. He teamed up with the East Idaho News, so they are the ones that deliver the news because he wants to remain anonymous. So the newspaper goes, says, hey, this is what you got. And his latest victim, 65-year-old woman, works at McDonald's, delivers newspapers every morning. Her van has 240,000 miles on it. They surprised her with a brand new SUV. Wow. $5,000 in gas cards and a $1,000 Visa gift card just to say, hey, you know what? Enjoy the holidays. Can you imagine? Your life would be completely changed. Yeah, she's working at McDonald's and they showed up and they gave her all this. Why are you yelling? (laughs) Because I am like, how does that happen? This is a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. Your life will be completely changed. Not just your month. But your life has changed with that. That is that is amazing. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Coming up in mere seconds, Amy's Christmas morning cornies after dark. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know. It's just not. It's like Santa Claus Christmas jokes, but not for the kids. Interesting. It's Dirty not Santa. even really for me. I don't. <laughs> okay. I feel morning, uncomfortable already. Morning corny after dark coming up. Let's do the news now. Bobby's Big Story. Over half of Americans do not want material gifts this holiday season. Americans' holiday wish lists are looking a little different this year. Gift givers and receivers are gravitating towards intangible wishes and doing away with material gifts. A new survey of 2,000 Americans also revealed that over half don't want anything at all. Good health, safety, safety of loved ones, an end of the pandemic. That topped the Americans' grown-up holiday wish list. Amy, your thoughts? I think that that makes sense to me. Well, I would still like all that stuff, but I'd still like a present or two. I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, sure, but it's just been an interesting year, and I could see how you just, you know, you could wait till 2021 and get the, get the presents. But the thing is, you're really not going to get any of that stuff that you're asking for on a wish list. That's kind of the hope list. It doesn't cost anything. Oh. I'll give you all the safety of loved ones you want, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but some families, there might just be more of that understanding. Like in our family, we draw names and we still did that. But I could see if one of our family members was, you know, like said, instead of drawing names like this year, let's just, we don't even need to add that to the list of things to do. Let's just. You mean like extended family? Yes. Not in our immediate, but with in-laws and cousins and there's just so many people. And I'm. 
I would not have been shocked if we just even canceled the drawing of it and we didn't worry about it at all. And we just focused on family and yeah, like you said, all the hope things, like a hope list. You know, we did Christmas just in the house. It's just me, Caitlin Stanley. And I got her, or I had this this uh, fireplace built on the back porch, but she wasn't supposed to see it. And when we get back from California, which is where I am now, she was going to come into the house and it's going to be built on the back. And she's going, oh my goodness. But she saw it come over a text because we were looking at my phone and it goes, Broop. all right, we're done with the fireplace contract. And I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But now I have to, not have to, want to. I have another gift in the barrel as well. Nothing like that, but still something pretty cool. But Amy, I'm getting you a nice gift, like outside of the Christmas exchange, because you're one of my best friends. So I think you're like extended family. Yeah. and I'm- Would you just like me to give you good health um, <laughs> in the end of the pandemic? Because I could. Yeah, you can. Yeah, give me the gift of just breath. Mm-hmm. Breathing is so important. The gift of, I don't know what feeling <laughs> I'm looking for, but just, yeah, take, if you could lift some heaviness, like that would be just make making someone smile, which luckily for me, I get to come into work every day and laugh with you guys. And that is a gift, oh, right? Good. Well, there you go. Oh, well, Merry Christmas. We're We've covered. All, wow. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> Amy, we all chipped in and got you a good old laugh. Merry Christmas, Amy. <laughs> I, I love it. There is a little controversy, though, about your non-show gift. In my household. Why? It's just if you would use it or not, because it's really nice. And I was like, she'll use it. Is Caitlin saying I won't use it because she probably would know better? Oh. Don't do that to me. Why? What What am I doing to you? How's Caitlin know you better than Bobby? Oh, they're best friends. I mean, Caitlin hangs out with Amy 10 times more than I do. But you've known her way longer, though. That's not true. But you talk to her all off the air. You talk to her all the time. But that's also a... Major exaggeration. So I'm just Eddie to answer your question because she's a girl. Oh well, yeah, and she that. gets me. So what is it? I would say that off the air, you and Caitlin talk ten times more than you and oh, I do we right talk- now. Oh yes, you and I do, not you and her. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll agree <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, because we don't we see each other at work, so we talk, and then if we have to talk outside of work, which we do, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Whereas she may just call real quick or I'll call her just to like check in on something and I mean it's sometimes can be like a 30 second phone call but yes I'm still talking to her more than you probably all right but but what is it what's the argument how yeah, what what's is the it gift? yeah what's the gift I'm not telling you because you'll know the gift it's not even an argument she was like wow that's that's nice let me think about if she'll use it or not and we settled on that you would but I was way pro getting you this and she was like, let me think about that for a second. And she came around. Okay. So uh, you'll see. I'll give it to you off the air. It won't be an on-the-air gift. I only have to give you... You're also my on-the-air gift too, huh? $69. Nice. nice. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's the news. Close it up. Bobby's Big Story. All right. I'm going to draw here. You guys will be able to see this. Whomever's name I draw has to watch My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. Oh, boy. I watched it. Liked it. It's kind of weird. But you have to be honest. Everyone promise me they'll be honest. I'll not come on the air trying to make a bit out of it. We promise. Ju- we promise. just review it honestly. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting picked right here. Okay, nice. First person that it's not oh. is Amy. Thank you. Oh, that's a gift already. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> the second person it's not is Raymundo. Yeah! 
Guys, this thing sounds interesting. What are you guys celebrating about? Octopus school doesn't Eddie, sound there's other things I want to yeah. watch sure. in life right There's now. only two people left, Eddie or Lunchbox. It's, it's going to be me. The next person it's not is... Yo, I saw the E. Eddie. Ah! Ah! <laughs> what do you know? I get it again. Yeah, you do. Goodness. Lunchbox has to watch my octopus teacher... And give us that review. Give, you have not- until like Monday of next week. You review it on Monday show. Okay. I kind of feel not- like Lunchbox is going to like it. I not my ear. He might. Yeah. And while you're watching it, eat a hot chip. <laughs> what is it called? Octopus School? <laughs> no, My Octopus Teacher on my Netflix. Octopus Teacher. Oh, boy. All right. All right, there you go. Hey, Amy, let's do some Dirty Santa jokes. This is the morning corny after dark. Hit it, Ray. And now the morning corny after dark. Okay, uh, what do snowmen use to make snow babies? What do snowmen use to make snow babies? Snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good. All right, we'll leave that one on. We don't have to bleep that one. All right, go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. All right. <laughs> do another one. All right. Why doesn't Santa have kids of his own? Why doesn't Santa have kids of his own? Because he only comes once a year. <laughs> Gotta bleep that one. <laughs> Gotta bleep, hit the bleep on that one. You, you can listen back to it on the podcast, but that's it. Can't say that one on the air. All right, next. Okay, let me think here. Which one? Can I say this to our listeners who I just love so much? You really give us a lot. What? You know, not only you, you are our companions in the morning. We do great things together for, for very worthwhile causes. I just want to say that I didn't make Amy do this bit. She sent me a note that goes, hey, I can do some morning cornies after dark. Dirty Santa versions. <laughs> that was it your wasn't idea. my suggestion. I'm not. No one has asked her. I love that she's doing it. But I'll be dang if I get on that Facebook page. Well, it's, it's awkward, yes. But I do feel like... It still is a fun, lighthearted, we need to laugh this holiday Agreed. season. I hope that my in-laws aren't listening, but other than that, I'm fine. All right, let's go. Number it. three. Okay, which one? Three of five. Do? Here we go. Okay. Oh, a five. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how does Santa practice Safe sex. <laughs> you can't even say that. <laughs> How, Amy? <laughs> he always wraps his yeah. package yeah. <laughs> before shoving it down the chimney. <laughs> what? They could have stopped with just package. Delete it. I mean, not delete it. Beep it. <laughs> Put it on the podcast. Did they have to go chimney on that one, really, though? Believe that one. All right, next up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Morning corn after dark, dirty Santa version. Next up. I, this one seems okay enough. Like maybe the kids could tell this. No. <laughs> this is not for the kids. Oh. That's why it's later in the show. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what did Santa sing when he went down the chimney? What did Santa sing when he went down the chimney? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Good. Okay, we'll leave that. that, Don't need to bleep that one. Yeah, see, kind of funny. All right, one more, Amy. Close us out with the bang. Okay. Wow. I no, I don't know that I'm closing with a bang. I led with some bangers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs)
The other one is more like, eh, I mean, these are fine. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> why did Santa send his daughter away for college? <laughs> why did Santa send his daughter away for college? <laughs> to keep her off the North Pole. <laughs> what? So she's not a stripper. Okay, great. That was, that was <laughs> so dumb. I thought we were finishing with a bang. I know. Bobby said that. I didn't know we were going to have to end with some better ones. It was either that one or why does Santa always land on your roof? Why does Santa oh, yeah. always land on your roof? I like this one. It's not. It's like, it's not as why? good. Why? Go. Um, because he likes it on top. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Bleep that one. That's going out with a bang, Amy. <laughs> These are all so dumb. <laughs> Believe that way. So Santa okay. does not. If you guys want to hear some of those punchlines, go search for The Bobby Bone Show on demand on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to our podcast. Because some of those we can't air because Amy Dice Clay is and just having it. And like, just go into it with an open mind of like, uh, this is just a joke. We're just having fun. We're not yeah. trying to be... Dirty. We're not a risque show. It just every once in a while, just funny. All right, close it up, Raymundo. After dark. That was morning corny. After dark. Was that you live? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, check out Amy's podcast called Four Things with Amy Brown. On today's episode, a listener asks how Amy broke the news to her family about how she can't get pregnant biologically. And so, Amy, you talk about that in the podcast? Yeah, I just give advice on, I think they were nervous about how to tell their family members. So I just shared what what my experience was like and just gave them encouragement that I don't think that anybody's going to judge them for that. So head over, check out Four Things with Amy Brown. That's the name of the podcast. Her fifth thing is up today. I'll play you a quote from a Christmas movie. You just named the movie. By the way, they get tougher as we go. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. Christmas movie number one. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Yes. All right, there you go. Play that one more time, please. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Around the room. Amy. A Christmas story. Lunchbox. A Christmas story. Eddie. That's a Christmas story. Correct. You're all still in the game. Amy, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. What percentage would you say you're at? I'm about 85% done. Do you have your $69 gift here? Nice. For next week? Uh, I don't have it here, but I already have it purchased. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. You? Let me just say... Why have you? Of course. But I mean, and I, overall. And, and I'm, I'm, um, yeah, 80%. Here's the thing about your gift in the Christmas exchange, Amy. It's an experience. I've been, I've been doing something already for the last couple of weeks, trying to make your Christmas gift the best gift it can possibly be for $69. Nice. And I can, <laughs> nice, yeah. And I can keep <laughs> going to make the experience better, or I can, I can tap out now and just give it to you. What do you think? Keep going till when? Till you give it to her, right? Yeah. Or or even after. But there's a chance it could die. I'm, I'm going to just tell you that. There's a chance it could die. Is it a cat? I'm not oh going to tell my. you what it is. 
<laughs> wow. I need to know if it is if a cat. If you don't feed it, it could die. <laughs> I'm just telling you it could it could get bigger or it could die. What would you like me to do? I don't even understand what. Okay, never mind. So I guess just make it as big as you possibly can. Yeah, you got it. it. (laughs) I'll take the risk. That's next Friday, our sixty-nine dollar Christmas. Nice. Okay. (sighs) Christmas movie number two. Here you go. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy New Year. You guys think about that one. Let's play it one more time. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Time to go around the room. Amy, you're up first. Home Alone. Lunchbox? Home Alone. Eddie? Home Alone. I don't agree that's a Christmas movie, but for this game, it is right. There you go. All right. On to number three. Action. Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, Amy's struggling a little oh, bit. Play, boy. play it one more. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, man. Um, <sighs> okay. Amy, you're up first. It's a wonderful life. Lunchbox? Tiny Tim. Eddie? <laughs> one of my favorite movies, It's a Wonderful Life. Woo! That is correct. Amy and Eddie move on. Never seen it. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Filthy animal. Next up. Plan out our whole day. First we'll make snow angels for two hours, and then we'll go ice skating, and then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, and then, to finish, we'll snuggle. You guys have that one? Yeah. Yep. Amy? Elf. Eddie? That's elf. Correct. Next up. Came without ribbons. Came without tags. Came without... Packages, boxes, or bags! Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. All right, guys. Amy? The Grinch? Eddie? The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I'm, you both were a little off in the wording, but it is The Grinch. I'm oh. going to give it bo- to give it to you both. What is well, it? Well, how was I off if it's The Grinch? It's Can not I... called just The Grinch. That's how you're off. Oh, what's it called? How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, How the oh. Grinch. Okay. Amy's getting a little sassy with me. Whatever, no, I'm just curious. Get in the Christmas spirit. Get in the Christmas spirit. I am in the Christmas ho, ho, spirit. Ho. ho, ho, ho. Go, go, go. All right, here we go. Next. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. <laughs> Uh-oh. Amy? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you have? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, National Lampoon's Christmas. Uh. Is that wrong? Oh, it's National Lampoon's vacation? What is but your it's answer? okay if I got it What's wrong. What's your answer? No, because I wrote down. This is what I wrote down. You see what I wrote down? It you says... S- hold on. Read it to me. Where? National... And you have 94 <laughs> words written <laughs> there. <laughs> She's what like, do you see there? what I wrote yeah. down? <laughs> National Lampoon's Vic V-A-C. Yeah. Eddie, what do you have? Okay, I have a... I just wrote down Christmas Vacation. Well, the official answer is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You both kind of got it. Neither one of you fully got it, so you both get it All right. right. Okay. I like that. Merry Christmas. 
If one of you would have nailed it, you would have got it, though. All right, next up. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. And that's what's been changing. That's why I'm glad I'm here. Maybe I can do something about it. What? A little tougher. You want to hear that again? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. And that's what's been changing. That's why I'm glad I'm here. Maybe I can do something about it. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, what is that? It's like I saw... You have a guess. I don't. You don't want to have a guess? I do. I picture, <laughs> I'm picturing it, but I have no idea what the What's words your guess? are. But it's that, it's that, those stick figure type What's actors. What's your guess, Amy? I don't know. I just have Tiny Tim written down. That's okay. not right. <laughs> yeah, it's not. She stole Lunchbox's guess. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Bye-bye. But, but it's not. It's, the, it's, it's, it's like a nightmare Christmas or something. Eddie? Uh, I have Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, or it's that. From 1947, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Oh! Yeah! Good job. Woo! Okay. Somebody tweeted me the other day, said they were playing this at a wedding they were at. Pretty cool. Was it your uncle's version? I know, that's probably not. Okay. <laughs> it's never my uncle's version. The Nightmare Before Christmas would have been, what's this, what's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this, what's this? That's the Nightmare Before Christmas. Would you know that, Amy? No. That's what you were all. thinking, though, that movie, right? I think so. Never yeah. seen that. Is that good? I haven't seen it. Mm. Mm, I don't know. We got this call on our voicemail. I played it last week where a guy's going, hey, be careful with your phone number. Here's that voicemail. Hey, Bobby. I just want to let you know to make sure when people try to call this hotline number that it is not one 800 it is one eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby because it started ringing and the next thing you know, some girl's like, welcome to the hottest chat line for men. It was some <laughs> chat line with women. So just heads up to your fans and listeners. Love the show. Love you guys. Thanks. So our number is 877-77-BOBBY. If you call 800, it goes to that. Well, Lunchbox called it and recorded it. Oh so what happened here? I called it, and whenever the female answers, I just act like, hey, phone screener Abby, and I just want to talk to Bobby Bones and see where it goes. So when he's talking about Abby, Abby's our phone screener. I haven't heard this yet. So he called to test out what happens if you called that slightly different wrong number. Welcome to Dateline. You must be 18 or older to continue. To chat with only the men online, press 1. To chat with men and women, press 2. This is Cinnamon. What sinful desires can I fulfill for you today? Closer, Abby, I can't believe it's for you. I really just want to talk to Bobby. Like, Bobby is like... Oh, who you I- want to play with Bobby, too? What? Me and Bobby together. I don't want to play like, with anybody. I want to talk to Bobby. Like, I want to be, I want to talk to Bobby. I want to tell him congrats on the engagement. I just want to be on the show. So what is Bobby wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing some red lingerie. Do what? No, Abby. No, Abby, I, 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 no, no, no. Oh, you want Abby too? Ooh, the more the better. No, I just want to talk about Pimp and Joy and I want to talk about Bobby. I want to send him and Caitlin a, like a wedding gift. Oh, like, are the they- pimps too? Oh my goodness, you are so kinky. I love this. You no, I just want to talk to Bobby Bones. Then- like, I want to I- talk to Bobby Bones. Why don't you take a deep breath with me? <laughs> and just maybe like take off your shirt. You sound like you might be a little sweaty. 
No, I am not. I just took a shower. Like I'm, I, I, I'm getting ready for work, and I just, I'm here in Bobby. Oh, you just took a shower. Do you want me to get in the shower too? No, no. Oh my gosh, I don't know what. I'm so confused. Um, look, this is a phone sex line. You called me. This is costing me money and time. I have, like, have to get back to work if you're not going to, like, get on with this with me. Oh. What? Wow. Uh. Man, I, man, I've never heard that before. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she has to get back to work if she's you're like, not yo, going to take this like, seriously. Yo, dude, chill that. She broke character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like the, the Mickey pulled off his head. <laughs> The mascot. That is so crazy. Wow, I've never heard one of those before. That's me. Oh, that's okay, crazy. we get Eddie said it twice. Oh, Eddie, I'm just saying, like, you've never yeah. called it Eddie. We've uh, always talked about these things, you know, as kids and everything, and that's crazy. So again, Eddie, what? Never called one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. That's weird. You know they bought that number too because of this show. Like they were like, and it probably forwards all to one number. <laughs> they brought that number because it was easy to mistake. Our number is 877-77-BOBBY. Yeah. And now, but she picks up business. Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. We got guys calling now. Hey, uh, can I get that cinnamon that was on the Bobby Bone show? <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Wait, so, Eddie, what, what happened again? I've never called one of those. Oh, okay. I've never heard right. of You're so like perfect. Have you guys? <laughs> No. no. Exactly. Okay, but we, didn't, we didn't, we didn't have the need to times. scream out 500 times that we'd never done that it's before. It's kind of cool that I finally got to hear one yeah, and how okay, they work. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, nice job, Lunchbox. Hilarious, creepy, weird, <laughs> fun to hear a break character, all that. There you go. There's some funny of these Elf on the Shelf challenge memes where I saw, you know, Luke Bryan on Ryan Seacrest. There's one that just popped up that was Judge Judy on the hoodie. It's all hooting the blowfish guys with Judge mm-hmm. Judy's on their shoulder. They're just the only one I could think of for me was if you put the Rolling Stones on my shoulder and it would be what Eddie? Rolling Bones? No, the Rolling Stones oh. on Bobby Bones. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Do it then. It is not that good. But now it's the meme everybody's doing. Is they're they're putting something rhyming See, on their sh- what okay, like yes. the elf on the shelf, the Brian on the Ryan. Yeah, yeah. The Judge Judy on Hootie. Oh, I've been seeing these, and I had no idea how they were picking what celebrity went on their shoulder. There was I, a, a Cam on a Sam. Sam Hunt. Okay. Cam. What about, like, uh, is there someone that's a Jones on Bones? Yeah, I guess so. Like James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's random, but yeah. What? It's the Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones on Bones. That's <laughs> so actually not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy you like? That it's like your friend, but he's sports. Oh yeah, Matt Jones on Bobby. Bones. There we Matt go. Jones. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should do a few of those. And okay. by me, I mean Mike D, because I have no <laughs> idea how to edit pictures. Uh, that's what's up. Thank you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye everybody. Hey, Bobby Bones.